lockdown ass up. That's the way we like to record a podcast and put it on the internet. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Podquisition. I'm your host, Jim Sterling. I'm here with Laura Kate, as always. Hello. How are you? I'm good. It's been taking a lot of practice to learn how to record a podcast head down, uh, ass up, but I'm learning to talk through my ass, which, you know, makes me similar to every other games journalist out there, so I can now do that. So it's it's all fine. I'm not quite sure why I just took a dig at the whole games journalism industry, but it's fine, because we're here with Gavin as well. Hello, Gavin. Hello. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm feeling very refreshed after my trip uh-huh. away. Yes, yes, let's talk about your trip away. You went to Amsterdam. I did indeed. A very, very beautiful city full of very, very beautiful people. And very nice and people. a lot of mask shops from the photos you were sending me. You know, it's funny that you mentioned head down, ass up, right? Because, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure a lot, I'm sure most of our listeners know that I like, um, the Netherlands is a very kind of open-minded, liberal society of people in general. And they have a very open-minded attitude towards sex and fetishism and all that stuff and sex work. But I saw so many sexy, kinky masks in shops. And I was like, (laughs) Jesus Christ, Jim needs to move here. And speaking of head down, ass up, you know what else you can buy there? I've never seen these before. And I I don't know, you guys probably have. But literal (laughs) fake asses in every kind of ethnicity Mm. and stuff you can... Like, you can buy... An Asian woman's ass or a black woman's ass or like... I I know about this because when I was in Amsterdam for Unite last year, the Unity conference they do in Amsterdam, I took the bus to the conference centre and on my way there, the bus passed a shop where I was like, is that a shop front full of asses? And yes... It and seemingly they're, was. they're not subtle like they're they're kind of real doll asses with like the butthole for wide open for you to stick your willy in and also it's like really strange because i can't imagine that because it's like having sex with a dismembered corpse <laughs> like why would anyone want that <laughs> I've, I've i failed to see the problem so far yeah <laughs> Uh, here's, here's the thing you as long as you just like focus all of your visual attention on the, on the ass, butt yeah like just don't focus on the fact that there's no more of the body just keep trained focus on the ass and you'll be fine yeah. this is why i made a fortune when i came up with the idea for fuck blinkers which are basically they act very much like a horse's blinkers except they are very very minuscule so when you look down you just see the ass that you're pounding and you don't think about the fact that it's disembodied um, if you go to fuckblinkers.com, then you'll be able to order yourself a pair in any colour you want. That, we do customs. That could it's also, a little extra um, for UV paint. That could also be very handy for people with incredibly ugly partners. Hey, Jim, 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 I'm very disappointed. I just went looking for fuckblinkers.com and I didn't find it and I'm now very disappointed Yeah, I was in actually you. starting why to would, think that was a yeah, real thing as well, Jim. <laughs> why, why would you get my hopes up like this, Jim, lying to me about the advances you've made in fucking technology? Mm. Well, the fake the fake bombs are a hundred percent real. I can tell you that. That's good. I would yeah. just like, for my part, to say that thank you all, uh, all of you loyal subscribers who feel like they've been misled by me uh, saying that I was associated with fuckblinkers.com. dot um, My lawyers assure me I've done nothing wrong. Uh, I've got a cute dog. You do indeed have a good, uh, cute dog, and that will get you out of all legal troubles, as I understand it. Yeah, yeah. They're basically like they're the Monopoly get out of jail free card. I think like no one who's had Um, a a cute dog has ever gone to jail. He's he's really sorry, and he has a cute dog. And but honestly, here's how it's your fault, audience. 
um, by, by the way, sorry. Yeah, like, like <laughs> if, if you were misled, and, and the key word there is you, okay? Yeah. So just, if they, if they, I've it, got millions it's, of it's subscribers, not the, thank you all. Yeah, it's not that you were misled, it's that you misunderstood what was being said, you know? The, the, the problem is on your understanding, not on anyone's portrayal of the situation. Yeah, yeah. but I assure I mean, future, you I feel I terrible think, about this in my think, summer house. I think in future you should, like, be smart like T-Mar. Yeah, yeah. Um, that horse ain't dead. A lot of people will think it is, but they still did it and got and away they, with they it. And they have gotten away with it. <laughs> and everyone else has gotten bored of the idea. Yeah. In fact, a week after, I was, I'd brought it up again in a video and I was accused of milking it. And I'm like, but... but but it's still a thing that happened. Yeah. Have you seen? And was not resolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did not milk it compared to the way the YouTube uh, drama community did. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine that 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 is a strange cottage industry and not one that I really want to ever get involved in. Yeah. Um, but but you know, more power to those that enjoy that. You're you're very welcome. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Amsterdam is beautiful. Anyway. <laughs> Go there. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's also, it's not like, the kind of thing that goes around is, oh, you can smoke weed there and there's a lot of sexy stuff, but it actually is a really interesting city in thousands of other ways. Like, the art there is just incredible. We saw loads of Rembrandts and Vermeers. You can actually go into Rembrandt's house and, like, look around his house at his studio and stuff. It's pretty incredible. And, I and, did and not know that, and that's pretty cool. However, fuck the cyclists. Holy shit, the <laughs> cyclists in that city are insane psychopaths, and they will kill you if you're standing in front of them. They don't slow down for anything. So, yeah. But I think I've, I've actually heard that. Are you sure you were uh, in, like, a, a bike lane the whole time? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but the, you see, the bike lanes are hard to distinguish in parts of the city, especially for tourists, because they're yeah. not... They're often the same color as the footpath where you're supposed to be walking, like the same red yeah. brick. So I hear. I bet it's... it was also really difficult for you to see it being so high on that dank Oh boy! <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, my my friends enjoyed a little indulgence. I'm not really into that kind of thing, but I wa I wasn't going to uh, sit there and whinge while they enjoyed it. So I, I blaze it up. I let them have their fun. Smoke be a bite. Yeah. Be around people who are smoking and don't do it yourself, but still be cool. Four twenty <laughs> is a number. I, yeah, that's the number that I named a planet. I think I called a planet in No Man's Sky. Four twenty, blaze it, something or other. You know, I'm, I'm down with the well done. edgy. Well yeah, done. I, I know my memes. Yeah, I think I think we should all put four twenty uh, and W three three D in our gamer tags. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, you know, add it into your Smoke Twitter weed bio. Every day. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, I wonder well, how many... every, every day might not be practical, but smoke weed as often as is practical and safe and a good lifestyle choice for you. Yeah, we're yeah, just rolling, rolling down the street, smoking endo, sipping on gin and then juice. You can be as cool as Fred Durst. Yeah. Oh, who I assume. Oh, guys, I bet he doesn't guys. touch the stuff. I bet he drinks nothing but wine and he sips it. You know what? Which is <laughs> not really a, a value judgment on him because that's what I do. You know what we're going to in a couple of weeks? It's like um, a covers night of all the new metal 
big new metal songs. It's like a bunch of local guys, musicians that we know got together and they're doing a tribute night to like all the stupid brain dead new metal hits, including Limp Biscuit, and it's gonna be oh, awesome. Beautiful. Um that sounds glorious. <laughs> it's gonna That's be really so much it. fun. <laughs> I wonder how many planets in No Man's Sky are called 420. I bet, like, um, most of them. More than 420, probably. Yeah, more than. <laughs> There's probably uh, yeah, a quintillion that... planets. Speaking of uh, Planet 420, that must have been where Sean Murray was when he said that the DLC would be... Get it? He lied. Uh, oh, yeah, well, he lied about a few things, but the big okay, one can, is he said... We... You know how he... Oh, okay, go on, Gavin, go on. Okay, everyone is saying he lied, but... There is a very big possibility, which I think is that he probably thought there was going to be multiplayer and oh, they're going to be able yeah. to do it and it just didn't work out nah. or Sony didn't no, give them enough he, time. I he, really don't think he he intentionally no, misled people. I'm yeah, not going to use the I'm not necessarily going to use the word lied for a lot of the things with the the development where it's like yeah he made the Molyneux mistake of talking about features before they yeah, were locked I think and he, then having to backpedal them. I think he got way too excited about mm. it himself. Quite possibly, and he probably never expected it to blow up as big as it did. Yeah. However, where I will use the word lie is the definitive statement he made, all updates to No Man's Sky will be free forever. And this week he has rolled that back, being like, oh, you know how we just released that game and you're all a little bit disappointed with the end result? Well, yeah, not all of the DLC is going to be free. Some of the stuff you're going to have to yeah, pay that- for. Bye. That definitely was salt, I mean, salt in the wound to, for the. the to fans. be fair to, to be fair to Sean, like I, I, I don't. I'm calling him a liar for a joke. Like people have been comparing him to Randy Pitchford, and I think that is way too much. Randy Pitchford is an unapologetic liar. As well, far isn't as isn't Randy Pitchford the also part of the, the publisher as opposed to the dev? When when actually it's probably Sony who told Sean Murray actually no, you're gonna have to, or who who published it? Was it Sony? Yeah. Why do I associate uh, this yeah. game with Sony? Because yeah. Sony published yeah, okay. it. They, uh, they yeah. Initially, they weren't going to publish it, and then when the floods happened and destroyed a bunch of Hello Games offices, Sony stepped in with a bunch of money for them <sighs> to like get back on track, and then they at that same time, they stepped in as publisher. I never knew about that. But I Yeah, did... they, they lost a bunch of their building wow. in floods a couple of years back. Did they lose code from the game? I wonder... I have no idea how, what they lost, but I know that it. they were worried it would set them back and then Sony stepped in as publisher and then they were like, don't worry, we're on track again, it's all good. Um, I do need to, just before we get much further, because I know some people are probably going to be pissed, um, I just need to just get the record straight in that what, what and clarify what he said about the DLC. Um, it's not that he said there's going to be paid DLC. He said... It's a possibility. He went from, you know, all updates will be free forever to in that interview he did, like, if there's something really big we need more money for, we may charge for it. And uh, Louis Proctor, who he's, he's a, a games writer, uh, games media writer, uh, he and I was talking, uh, were talking about it on Twitter, and he said, like, he he does wonder whether the that quote about paying for DLC is something that the Daily Star kind of tabloidy pushed him into saying. Um mm-hmm. True or not, this whole thing it, has just perfectly like typified the miscommunication and the mighty number nine esque commu- uh, confusion, yeah. um, and, mm. and and bad PR spinning from statements that are just rattled off without any kind of oversight or or 
sense behind them and it's yeah, not it, helping it is really bordering on molyneux levels at this point like there is an entire reddit thread going on at the moment that is things that were either promised in interviews or shown in trailers and links to those things and comparisons to how they are in the game and it's a whole reddit thread that's basically just yeah this is all the stuff that we were shown no man's sky would be and it turned out not to be that when i heard there was a, a thread about jim's um, video on, on that subreddit I was prepared for a, a difficult read but actually like the, 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 the comments were all very uh, mostly very thoughtful and, and actually a lot of them were even agreeing with you well I think what I said in the you know I made a, a couple of jabs but the last Jimquisition I think was very fair enough I th- mm. he really mm. did target that you know the real bad subset of fans. The 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 main fans I don't give a shit about. Like if you enjoy No Man's Sky, like we said on the show last week, like mm. more power to you. I hope you enjoy mm. it. Um, but yeah, I did read the 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 big thread because it's it's on the front page of Reddit Games now. The the thread Laura mentioned. Uh, it's it's really interesting because I've been I I've, I've been wanting to chapter out talking about No Man's Sky. Mm. Uh, I promised myself yesterday I wouldn't mention it once, and I didn't. I was a very good boy. Um, But going through that thread, I'm like, does there need to be another Doomquisition episode? Now that I've talked about Mm. the fan base, like tackling the game itself, it's perception. Why why would you not want to? Um, that's genuine. Like, is are people just sick of hearing about it in the comments? Is this? I feel like that's because I mean I've I've already been a, a, like with the the fucking team up syndicate se- thing. I'm already being accused that, of milking it. It seems it's all that anyone's been talking about. That's the thing. Mm. Like I I did the Jimquisition and this guy's like, oh man, you're milking that, and I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry that the current affair show I do is talking about <laughs> the biggest current affair in yeah. games right it's now. It's like, why is everyone uh, stopped fighting over Deus Ex? Oh, No Man's Sky. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, No Man No Man's Sky has become a really weird thing to talk about in that, like, the basically like when it first happened, everyone did their reviews and their hot takes and what was going on and. It's been very interesting to see how people's opinions have changed as they've sunk more time into it and as they've not been having to play it hour after hour after hour trying to get their reviews live. Oh no, my opinion of it changed completely yesterday. I I got the PC version and put about like seven hours into it and there was one point of the game where I had spent the last three hours grinding shit fucking rocks to make the experience slightly less miserable and unlock one new fucking slot with a new spaceship and i was Mm. like you know what fuck this game i've gone from like really kind of trying to be as generous as possible to it to to be patient i was like fuck this game it's literally making me slave away for hours so that i can have a less miserable time with it so that you can do the same thing hearing inventory full oh my god and that fucking robot voice and it why can't we just upload all our discoveries at once Credits received, or what What do they call it? Units received. Units received yes. with the exact same voice sample every time with the exact yeah. same annoying modulator ring on the voice. Mm. And it's just... Ugh. There's a lot of like convenience <laughs> techniques that are in many games that No Man's Sky completely forgot about. Like Stuff tutorials? Like... like telling you how to play the <laughs> fucking game? <laughs> oh, well, you know, you get that, that setter who are like, oh, you want a game to hold your hand for you. I'm an adult. Go back to Call of Duty. But... No, I mean, just being, like, obfuscating is a bit shitty. It's um, There's no reason but, not to have yeah. tutorials mm. in the game. Especially for a game that is constantly talking at you with nothing yeah. to say. Constantly bothering you that your fucking 
the survival fucking shit. And low. don't. And I don't know and, how. And it's at seventy five percent. That ain't low, No Man's Sky. I don't know how you guys mm. found it on PC, but good lord, I'm I'm on a nine eighty, and my performance was, was absolute dog shit. And oh I, yeah, I, th- there is for for oh, for the sake of the podcast, I tried out. I tried it out again today for a few minutes with the NVIDIA patch that just came out, or the NVIDIA update, rather, and it was even worse after the I think, NVIDIA update. I think, the, I think the big disappointing thing on PC is that people who played it on PS4 first were hoping, oh, that weird grainy texture as you like fly over, uh, fly down to a planet, or the, uh, the pop-in mm-hmm. you get with asteroids as you go up into space. You know, maybe those will be better on PC because it's stronger hardware. Yeah. Yeah. And no, none it's... of that stuff is any, is any better on PC. If anything, it's, it's worse. In some ways it is, yeah. Um, I mean, there have been... But, there are, Techniques to make it run better on PC. People have like like the 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 uh, higher you allow the frame rate, the better it gets. There are some other tweaks as well. I tried uh, all of that the, shit and it still yeah, stuttered everywhere. Still no joy. I mean, I no. I left it with you know just the the settings it had in the box, you know, and I I, I had stuff on medium as well, like like shit that my computer could more than easily run. Um, but mm-hmm. on a Titan, it was like at, at points dropping to to ten frames per second. It was I was yeah. open mouth, like I'd I'd heard it was bad, but I was mm. open mouth stunned. It, it, it was it really surprising like for that. such a huge like, because even and I know and people still give me I don't know like people listen to the Arkham Knight episode of uh, Podquisition. A year later, the one where I said it'll be better on PC. And yes, I know I was wrong. You don't need to keep fucking reminding me, Twitter. <laughs> you know but, now that you said that, that's that all they game, want to do. <laughs> but that game, I had a flawless experience with that game on PC. I was really lucky. <laughs> you know, But this was was just atrocious. My colleague Joe was the same. Where lo- So many people were having problems on PC and he was doing our PC port report and... He had no problems and was yeah. like, I'm not going to ignore that other people had problems, but the I only, had a thankfully flawless experience. The only negative experiences I had in Arkham Knight were it would drop it. Are you still there, Gav? Are you Dro- there, Jim? Oh. I'm here. He dropped out yeah. the moment he said drop. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if he was making a deliberate goof there. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a bit. Is this an extended gag that Gav is doing and he has us both fooled in discussing his elaborate joke? Well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to assume that he's not doing an elaborate goof and I'm going to use this opportunity to get my words in about No Man's Sky because fuck Gavin, who cares about him while he's gone? Um, so yeah, I think it's really interesting that Gavin says that yesterday is when he like got fed up with that game because yesterday's when I quit playing No Man's Sky as well and I'm yeah, pretty I sure I was... I'm pretty sure I was the most positive person about it on this show, and I was very sort of like, I'm positive, but I'm very conflicted on some things, mainly the fact that the gameplay loop had me very invested with a slightly dark tone of I don't feel like I can stop playing this because I'm not achieving anything. And that all kind of came to a head yesterday. I will explain it as briefly as I can. Um... I have Asperger's syndrome. It's an autistic spectrum disorder. One of the things it does is makes me very obsessive about routine and doing things in order. I sat down and was like, yeah, I'm just going to go to this very predictable goalpost in No Man's Sky. I've got six jumps to do. I have the six warp things. I'll just warp there and everything will be fine. I didn't have some resources I need, and that sent me on a 10-hour detour going through procedural space 
obsessively doing routines trying to get stuff back on track and then I had to find some people in a space station to get things going again but they only pop up randomly so I was like I have no idea how long this will take and basically my day got very stressful because I was behind on things because No Man's Sky not it this isn't a problem with that game but it's a problem for me with the game that everything about the way that its gameplay loop is set up is designed to get me invested and to satisfy all of my compulsive doing things in repetitive pattern urges. But if it gets me into a bad obsessive loop, I find myself stuck and it creates a horrible day for me. And I was like, yeah, that's that's No Man's Sky done for me. That was a horrible day and I'm not coming back to it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was a fun thing I went through yesterday. Like it's do the game's doing what it's meant to do. It got me invested in a repetitive gameplay loop. But for me, I have to walk away from it. It's fair enough. I mean, I would argue that the repetitive gameplay loop was rubbish anyway, but everyone knows what I think of No Man's Sky by now. I'm I'm done with my opinions on the game itself. I'm well aware that my obsessive tendencies are probably why I was enjoying it. It's like, it's nothing to do with it actually being good. It's more to do with the fact that, hey, I find it really rewarding to do the same repetitive task over and over and over. And that is very calming for me until it's not. Right, let's see if we can get Gav back in. Nope, still no Gav. You got anything more you want to say on No Man's Sky, Jim? Or just... Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I it it is still... I, I find the discussion around No Man's Sky more interesting than No Man's Sky itself. Uh, I have been watching with fascination the, the Reddit thread me, uh, we mentioned. I do find it interesting how... There are some elements they're able to definitively prove were, you know, mentioned as being possible in the game and now aren't possible. But there are other things on the list where, like, one or two people have chimed in and said, oh, no, no, I've seen butterflies or I've seen little tiny eels flying and they've had to correct that. I Yeah, I know that that's true because I saw butterflies yesterday. I've seen them. So yeah, I know butterflies so. are real, but... Yeah, it's it's interesting watching people pick apart what is and is not in this game. Yeah, that's the that's what's made the question of, you know, were people misled? Such a tricky question to answer because not only is the game itself um you know, I I, I don't want to use words like deep, but because that's not really I don't feel no man's sky is deep. I, random is a better word for it. Um it is such a random experience that and so many people are having either really good or really bad experiences because of that, that it is hard to pin down exactly what is and what isn't there. And more to the point, No Man's Sky's developers, you know, Hello Games and and, and all the, the spokespeople involved with it, were also so vague in their terminology leading up to the game. Yeah. That it did, I mean, it was an indirect misleading, if Can nothing you hear me? else. Yeah, Hello, Gav. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. That was my third world Irish internet fucked up. That, that's all right. No we Irish. thought you were doing a bit because you said the word drop and no. then you went quiet and we thought <laughs> yeah. this might be an extended gag happening. Sadly not. No, that um, was my, my, my third world internet. Yeah. Well, it's like Jim, Jim was just talking about the fact that like it's very hard to know what actually is and isn't in this game, which has been interesting to watch. But 
that discussion of like this thing isn't in the game that you promised would be in there hasn't been helped by things like um, the fact that the special edition of the game, the box of it I has multiplayer and it was on the covered back up of it, by and a it sticker, was covered yeah. up with a sticker. Yeah, yeah. Like, stuff, stuff, <laughs> I didn't hear stuff. that bit. No, oh, didn't hear it, about they that. covered it up with a sticker yeah. that no, didn't have multiplayer, and yeah. you peel oh, off the sticker and you can see the multiplayer logo. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that leads people to think. Oh, yeah, they backpedaled on some features here. Whether you think Halo Games consciously lied or just, you know, their eyes were bigger than their bellies or, you know, they yeah. molly knew to, or like Whatever you feel, whether it was incompetence, malice, or if you feel they fully delivered, because I know a lot of people, you know, said Halo Games have been 100% honest. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I feel they were so misdirecty and vague in some of their stuff, and I do think that was... If not, it it wasn't lying, but it wasn't helpful, and it was it, basically they watched people's imaginations run wild, and at no point stepped in to stop them, and at no point stepped in to like ground people. He's done this again now. On I I saw he made a tweet earlier. Um, and like, don't get me wrong, I'm not bitching about the guy. I'm I'm just maybe maybe advising him to not be so vague with your tweets because he put out a tweet earlier saying we have a patch in the works for PC that's going to make some people very happy and that's it and really you can't be saying stuff like that because so many people are so pissed off about so many different things that again their imaginations are going to start running wild and yeah. they're going to oh they're adding the multiplayer in and and, stuff and it's like going to turn out to be like we fixed that V-Sync issue or whatever it was yeah, where you can like, now alt-tab out of the game and it doesn't or, break or something like that. Or now like you that. can have multiplayer in five frames a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the other big issue is like post-launch and post all of this, you know, bad reputation that the developers... I mean, the game itself's doing great, you know. Mm. It's selling fantastically. Can't take that away from it. Yeah, wasn't it but the developers' the own reputation is... PlayStation launch of all time something or something. Like I, mean, I know it's it was the, like... It's, it's the second biggest PS4 launch oh, okay, okay. that they've had, and it is the biggest first-party PS4 launch that they've had. Yeah. So it's a pretty bloody big game for yeah, Sony. Yeah, I mean, it's been successful, but Halo Games' own reputation is not great and mm. they their silence since launch like they they've not they've not tackled any of this shit they don't mm. tackle this shit there was like one tacit admission about the multiplayer thing post launch and the rest of it like that it's just been stum and I get that maybe considering some of the things Sean Murray has been saying, maybe it is better that he not talk about any of this stuff anymore. But mm. maybe someone should. May like 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 Sony like people keep saying, Oh, they're just a small developer, they're just a ten person team. I'm sure. But they're backed by Sony, who mm. have experienced PR and marketers who you think might have stepped in at some point to put the kibosh on all this bullshit. But well, no one has. You know what the thing is though? Sony don't care probably because they know that the hype will get people to buy that game and they don't care about Hello Games' reputation afterwards because they already got the money. Well, that's the game industry in a nutshell. It's make the money now, give a damn about the consequences And, and to be fair, it's, it's at least playable on PS4. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that was No Man's Sky that we talked about for way longer than we probably intended Do to. Do you know what it's like though? Because you know the way um, Sean Murray was tweeting... It's so amazing that two players found each other on the first day. It's so amazing. It was like 
when you go to see a really like bad band and everyone's like booing and throwing shit at them and the lead singer's still like, woo, yeah, come on, let me see your hands in the air and just doesn't <laughs> seem to get it. It was basically <laughs> like a T-Martin apology video. Yeah. <laughs> um, so alongside that, we have had some stuff that's a little less, you know, the internet trying to be detectives and a bit more just surface level news. Uh, weird stuff that came out of Gamescom this week. Oh, God. Apparently, the new South Park game, they have a fart-sniffing peripheral at Gamescom. Oh, good. You can oh, put I it saw on your that. face That's and a real smell thing. farts I thought while that, you play the game. I thought that trailer was a complete piss take. That's actually no, a real thing. I, it's a thing <laughs> that shit. at least is going to exist at Gamescom. I don't know if, they, if they're planning the, to release the no- it. The Nautilus Rift, wasn't it? Yeah, the nozulus rift, and yeah. basically it's a thing you strap around your nose and it periodically makes fart smells mm. in your face while you play a game about buttholes. Yeah. So that's that's one thing that happened at Gamescom. Um, the other Gamescom thing, did either of you see the Half-Life 3 poster that was um, officially hung at Gamescom? What? Are, are neither of you aware of this? Why is this not all over social media? Oh, oh, this is amazing. So if neither of you have seen this story, I'm so excited that I get to explain this to you. So you know how outside E3 and Gamescom, you have all these big official banners for games and they're usually bought up by publishers to advertise the games they have at Gamescom? Yeah. Mm -hmm. A company purchased one of these and had Half-Life 3 written on it. Now, if you look a little closer, in German, what it actually has written is Half-Life. Three editors who played it when it first was released, in very small words. So this media company that do a podcast about three people who played Half-Life when it first came out did a big poster that deliberately had Half-Life 3 in big words on the outside of Gamescom on this huge banner. That's and one then way underneath to get it, attention. Well, like, Here's, uh, here's our okay. podcast or whatever it is about three people playing Half-Life. So yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it's basically what NeoGAF did a decade ago where it's um, first Half-Life three screenshots and it was three screenshots of the first yeah. Half-Life. I so. think the main problem with that is, I, I mean, at least personally, like I don't find Half-Life three stuff funny anymore. Like, yeah, it's so It's been such a long time and the, the jokes, you know, some Half-Life three jokes have been funny before. But the whole Half-Life 3 confirmed stuff, it's like, I'm just waiting for Valve to shit or get off the pot. Like, like do you, if Valve doesn't want to make video games anymore, that's cool. Just say it and move on Half-Life, and continue making Half-Life, money off trash on Steam. Half-Life 3 confirmed at this point is like Spider-Pig and the cake is a lie. It's just... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, It's not well, like I... It, 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 it's, I'm just a blank whenever I... like. I get nothing out of Half-Life 3 jokes well, anymore. Well, while on paper I agree with you both, I think that the only way that you could make a Half-Life joke 3 work anymore is to do something like this where you escalate it to the degree where... like, Basically what you've got here is a German poster and because everyone's coming in from countries that aren't Germany and don't speak German, it's like, oh, that's a Half-Life 3 poster. I guess Half-Life 3 is at Gamescom and everyone gets excited and then it's, ha ha ha, you silly foreign games journalists didn't read German. I mean, Which I, I, I see the idea of the elaborate pl- prank there and they, they put the work in. Mm. Yeah. I'll give them, I'll give them props for ingenuity, but yeah. Yeah. Like Half-Life three stuff in general. I'm just, I, I don't even care about Half-Life three anymore. And I love Half-Life. Like I, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. Half-Life like, two, like when I played that was mind blowing for me and I yeah. love it. It's one of my favorite mm. games. And at this point, uh, 
I'm apathetic about Half-Life 3. They've how, just... how, how long ago now was the last Half-Life? 10, I mean, the orange box came out in... Or... Nine? I don't it, know. Well, the orange box came out in about 2006. Yeah. Something like that. 2006, so 2007, been, something like that. It's been about a decade. Yeah. About, more or less, yeah. Uh, I think people holding out hope at this point is about as ridiculous as me still having hope for Beyond Good and Evil 2 coming to the NX in 2017. 2004, uh, 2004. Half-Life 2. Okay. Out. Okay, well, it's been longer than Beyond Good and Evil 2, so mm. I can still have hope and not feel quite <laughs> as ridiculous in my double standard. Um, so, something that I'm, I know... I'm, uh, I'm amazed we've gone um, 32 minutes, by the way, without a certain hashtag This is what I was segue into before you interrupted me, Gavin, is that there is a game that I think we might have more impassioned feelings about than Half-Life 3. It's called Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, I've got something queued up for this. They forgot the won't. Hang on. Here we go. (laughs) Alright, that's enough of that. Man, I used to love yeah, that, that song that, as a kid. That that sums up pretty well, I think, how mm. a lot of people are feeling. So, Metal Gear Survive. It's an alternate reality four-player <laughs> co-op stealth game in a world where Kojima is not directing the <laughs> Metal Gear games. And as such, there are zombies everywhere because Kojima's not there to stop there being zombies because yeah. it was his presence that stopped that. I mean, and and honestly, the, na- the name of the game is literally a futile plea. Metal Gear yeah, please, survive. please survive Metal Gear. Survive. It should have ended with a question mark. I mean, <laughs> just I love it. Like I honestly, I mean, fuck the game, but I love the situation because it is the most Konami thing that you could do, short of you know a mobile or a pachinko thing. They already did the pachinko thing, so they can't like they kind of they can't go back to that gag. But in terms of releasing an actual console slash PC game this is the most Konami move they could do. Because, you know, Kojima's out of the picture. Konami still have Metal Gear as a license. Their aim with the next one should be to demonstrate that Metal Gear can indeed survive post-Kojima. That Konami is committed to still delivering the same quality, the same kind of experience that people have been used to. So their first move is to take Metal Gear Solid, one of the most esoteric video games in the industry, at least in the you know the so-called AAA space, and turn it into a zombie co-op survival game. Like, literally this generation's military first-person shooter. Like, that's what it is. It's the most generic thing to have come out of this generation. A fucking zombie survival game. Like, that is... That's art. What 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 Konami have done with this is art. That is art. artistic mm. levels of fucking stupid. Mwah, mwah. Uh, beautiful. I, what I want to know is, can you put like nudie Norman Reedus from the Death Stranding <laughs> video on your cardboard box to distract, to make what? them think it's Daryl and distract them? What I'm what I'm curious about mostly is, I think it's really interesting that their first Metal Gear game without Kojima is something that, as best we can tell, is not as focused on narrative as a 
typical Kojima Metal Gear would be. Well, of course, they fired the last fucking director. Well, you say say that. They had a way, and there's something they could have done that would have allowed them to continue having the very Kojima-style narrative Metal Gear continue without Kojima. You know how there's that whole final mission they never made for Metal Gear Solid Five that there is entire cinematics and storyboards for? Yep. Just make that. Make that as a single-player DLC for Metal Gear Five. Be like, oh, yeah, we're going to make that final mission that everyone wanted, and you can play it now. Yeah, that and would have been a good idea they, that made people happy. Yeah, and it's a way to say in a post-Kojima uh world hey we can still put out cool story-based very kojima feeling metal gear content and most players would have no idea that kojima had already made it before leaving yeah Yeah. i think it's very interesting that they had that there and overlooked it to make metal gear survive if you ask me right from what i know about konami's upper echelons and just how petty they can be i honestly at this point wouldn't put it past them To have done this as a fuck you, to have done this as a a way of saying, like, like showing disrespect to what Kojima did with the series is to Mm. render it the most generic they possibly could and have that be their first big release. It's like they have fucking Eric Cartman running their their (laughs) top office or something. Honestly, some of the shit I've heard, like, like, it's comparable. It does just feel like them saying, hey... This isn't yours anymore. We're not going to try and make it yours. We're going to make it this totally different thing that is as unlike what you envisioned it to be as possible. Because fuck you. We couldn't make you work in the toilets because you're too high profile. This is the next (laughs) best thing we can do. But on a. The important question is do the zombies breed through those orange horns in their head? Yeah, that's it. And now I feel ashamed of my mm. words and deeds because they breathe through their horns. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a game. Yeah, that, that, that's the other thing. Like the zombies are shit as well. They're like zombie corns. They got these fucking unicorn horns, like coming out of where a top half of a head should be. Um, I believe like all the assets and shit are like recycled and all this from from Metal Gear Solid Five. Like it wow. is. To, to, you know, I, I mentioned the whole pettiness One aspect. Of the fu- I feel that could be it, but Occam's razor would suggest that they are flipping shit to just make money as quickly as possible off the fucking yeah. franchise while I, I it saw, still has a name. I saw a comment that really made me laugh. It said, the main character looks like a referee from a FIFA game. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is that Konami, like, they have a history of their franchise is dying out very, very quickly, and I could see why they might go into this just assuming, right, we don't have Kojima, Metal Gear is going to die, we can't do anything about that, let's at least squeeze the bl- as much blood as we can out of the stone before that it, happens. It may very well be cash grab time. I mean, considering how well the uh, Metal Gear Solid Five sold, considering that's what made them the bulk of their profit or, you know, whatever it was, they, uh, I forget the exact financials now, but basically their pachinko stuff was not doing as hot as it could be and their mobile shit wasn't doing as hot as it could be. And it was Metal Gear Solid Five that was kind of the jewel in the crown of their financial report. So it doesn't surprise me that without Kojima, they will just milk that thing dry. And and we'll see, like, like for those that have accused me recently, like, Konami will show you what milking looks like. They once once those others spunk dust, then we'll see what milking looks like. 
Just just be on the lookout for fucking Farmvillevania next. <laughs> oh yeah. So um other other things we have on the topic list. Oh, DLC for Dark Souls 3 that we've been wondering for a while. Is that happening? Yeah, it's getting announced and revealed next week. It's called the Ashen Ones. We don't know anything else about it. I think what you're supposed to do is um, you rise from the dead like normal, then just kneel in front of a couch with a camera and show off toys from Poundland. I I would very much like to see that be the DLC for Dark Souls Three. That would be very interesting. Um, or maybe you like it's a cricket <laughs> cricket simulator or something. Either way is good by me. As long as I get to wield like a big flaming sword while I do both of these actions, then I'm all on board. Um, so like the main reason I threw this on the topic list is I'm curious. Like, what do you both want to see out of a Dark Souls Three DLC? Do you have anything in mind of like what you'd like to this to be? Um. I want it to be a, a tough but fair game experience where I'm fighting undead and various monsters and big bosses uh, and collecting souls to upgrade my character. Yeah. What, um, what, what, what did we not like about Dark Souls 3 again? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Whatever we didn't like about Dark Souls 3, take it out and, there, and do a DLC. There you go. There was very little that I didn't like. Yeah. So Me too. I felt the map design was yes. not as... Because um, a lot of people disagreed with me, but I still maintain, having played through it three times in a row... It wasn't as um, nicely connected in succession. as... Yeah, I as didn't Dark feel Souls the one. map design was as, as, as intrinsically like clever and, and interconnected. And, and, and I just, it didn't feel as, as, as richly built... As yeah. other uh, Dark Souls or, or even Bloodborne levels, um, yeah. or Demon Souls for that matter. Uh, so you know, stuff like that would be nice. I, I felt the game was very, no, not very, because compared to a lot of games, it was still you know interwoven and, and cleverly built. But it was a a bit more of a straightforward affair than other Soulsborne games. So mm. I would love to see you know that map design come back. Yeah, I'm that's gonna, about I'm, all I could think of. I'm going to agree with Jim there, and maybe a little bit more of the sense of mystery to it that Dark Souls One had. Also, can we have like a boss fight where you have to fight two of the Nameless King at once? Can we get one of those? You know, just just throw that in, just so that everyone can prove how tough they are. Oh yeah, I'd yeah. love that. Yeah, because you know, I, I want to see the first person who can beat two of the Nameless King at once. While also backflipping and blindfolded and playing with their feet. <laughs> um, yeah. What, oh, what else fucking got? hell, Destructoid. What have Destructoid, what have Destructoid done? Well, they broke embargo on um, game footage for Owlboy. So I thought oh. I had, I thought I had a fucking like more than a week to get a Jim Impressions video of Owlboy up. But the studio just sent an email saying, well, since Destructive broke the embargo, fuck it. Let's just, oh, let's just saw, lift it. I saw that article had gone up. I know which writer at Destructive wrote it, and I didn't I know, know that they weren't it. meant to have done. So, uh, fucking Lil Pumpy. Fucking Chris Carter, Lil Pumpy. Fucking breaking my <laughs> back here. Making well, me fucking... I haven't done a video of Owlboy, but like, I've, been, I've been following Owlboy longer than anyone, right? Like, yeah. that was a game I... You know, back before Greenlight Good Stuff was a thing. 
like that was I used to do stuff on Destructors where I'd find interesting weird indie games. Like this was long before Greenlight was a thing, and and try and uh, you know I did it with uh, Rascals because that one spoke to me. Uh, Owlboy spoke to me, and that was it's been such a long time since Owlboy was first announced. I mean I'm you know I'm talking about Destructoid, um, mm. and I'm talking about like my earlier years in Destructoid. That's how old this game is, and from what I've heard. From little pumpy Chris Carter, um, <laughs> embargo breaker. Uh, it it is, it is good. Like despite being such a long time, so I'm really excited to play it. Uh, but I was saving it for like nearer the embargo. So I, I don't, I can't tell people if our boy's good or not yet. But I'm gonna play it soon. I'm, and all I'm gonna say is it's moments like this that I can just gleefully rub my hands and be like ha ha that's not my fucking problem now <laughs> <laughs> which is a little bit nice to be like oh a thing went wrong at a place where I used to work well that's not my problem now so you will yeah. go deal with that over there oh, the, Whoa, the it's been in studio, development um, since 2008 yeah 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 I mean that's that's when I first saw videos of it and I was like I, I am in love with the way this thing looks and sounds and um, I've been in, intermittently, D-Pad Studio have reached out to me over the years, just like letting me know, like, hey, this is still a thing. And then recently, they they had they gave preview builds out as they ramped up for packs, and I I had a code, and it was supposed to be August twenty sixth that video was up, but you could do written stuff today. But then little pumpy Chris Carter um, put video footage in, so D-Pad was just they, they seem pretty good about it. They're just like, man, fuck it. Who likes embargoes anyway? Have at it. But now that's just, that's moved stuff up for me because I'm like, fuck everyone else talking about Owlboy. I want to talk about Owlboy. I, I invented <laughs> I invented knowing what Owlboy was. God yeah, damn it. It's be, being at embargo is completely unimportant and, un, and unnecessary, but also fuck everyone else. I want my words to be the ones you look at and the things you hear in your ears. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> anyway, away from the telling Chris to go fuck himself. Um, you know how we talked a I've couple I've just weeks... got to point out I am being <laughs> facetious. I, 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 I no hoped that the laughing would make that obvious, but it's you'd fine. Think, you'd, you'd think, think. But no, it doesn't. So just for, plain for the record, I'm all right with Chris, but he is little bumpy. I, I will I will mirror those sentiments, but I will also have a bit of a chuckle that I'm I don't have to worry about a broken embargo today. So yeah. yeah. Um, other things that happened this week, you know how we talked about the NX. There was all those uh, supposed things that Eurogamer had seen that the NX was going to be like a tablet with detachable controllers and a portable oh, yeah. home console hybrid. Yeah. There seems to be some patents that Nintendo have filed this week. That would very much back up that that's what this is. What? Because, okay, so you know how part of this Eurogamer thing was talking about detachable controllers that would clip onto the sides of the tablet or detach off? Nintendo patented that this week. They patented controllers they could clip on and remove from a like a handheld thing. So it seems like the Eurogamer thing probably holds some water. Either that or Nintendo heard that idea and were like, well, right, we'll have that for the NX2 then. Okay, I mean, yeah. it's one of those things where, I mean, I've said this many times before, like, I I gave up trying to really predict Nintendo and the success or failure of their shit a long time ago. I can look at stuff after the fact and say, mm. here's where they went wrong, but 
that's it. I can only do hindsight with Nintendo. So if they want to do a fucking weird f- fucking sound wave with a laser beak coming out of it of consoles, then oh my God. Have that I would be awesome. Beat. I would buy that. That would make me back <laughs> into Nintendo. Is this, is this the answer to that question we've been asking for a few weeks? What would it take to get Gav to buy the NX? It's you've got to turn it into a transformer. Just just yeah. make it a make Decepticon it and Gav's wave. on board. <laughs> yeah, make it make yeah. it sound Can wave and then Gavin will buy actually, it. Very quickly. Yeah. People on, yeah. on, on Twitter have been asking me why I don't like Nintendo. And it's just not true. It's just that they haven't released much that's interested me. You got like I They're grew not for you. I yeah. grew up yeah. playing the shit out of the first four Mario like Mario Brothers, two, three, Mario World, fucking Zelda, A Link to the Past is still one of my top five games of all time. The second Gav tries to talk, that's when he vanishes again. Apparently, apparently Skype likes to interrupt him as much as we do. Well, that's all right. Uh, do we, how long do we give him to come back, or do we just go? Oh, I fuck, mean, we'll carry Kevin. on, and he can pick that up afterwards. But the general um, consensus, because I do want to, I do yeah. want to follow on from there, and I'll let him pick it up again when he gets back. But uh, I uh, got a, an email not long ago. Uh, it was, I think, it was like the night or the or the night after I my Jimquisition went up about No Man's Sky's fan base, and it was a very long thing written drunkenly by someone. They know who they are. They're probably listening. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, and I don't hate No Man's Sky. I think it's mediocre. That's not the same as hating it. And any time you've seen me take a crack at No Man's Sky, it's been light-hearted. Because of the way the fan base, you know, a certain subset of the fan base reacted. And yes, that was me goading them a bit because I I was DDoS, I think I'm well within my rights. Uh, Or it's been critical of the promotion behind it, you know, the PR, the marketing, the shit I'm always criticising about all games forever. I don't hate No Mm. Man's Sky. If I had my druthers, I'd never talk about it again. But... (laughs) As we said earlier, you know, it is a huge story. It is very relevant to people. People want, um, you know, one's opinion on it. Uh, you know, the amount of people who've emailed me uh, just since last night saying, is No Man's Sky the new Aliens Colonial Marines? And it's shit like that where I've, I feel like I've got to do maybe another video to clarify, like, why I think there's a difference, mm. but also why I think Hello Games deserves some of the culpability that a lot of games press have kind of shrugged off them and blamed yeah. the, you know, the audience entirely. You know, there's stuff I, I, I want to talk about, um, but the game itself, like, I'm honestly fairly indifferent now that I'm done with it. Like, now that I don't need to play it anymore. I've mm. said my piece about my experience. I'm d- like, I'm, I'm looking ahead to fucking Mankind Divided now. Like, that's my next oh, big project. Oh, yeah, that's, that's super close now, isn't it? Yeah, like, next week, I think. And, and I have a good chance, I think, of getting a review up for Embargo, which is a rarity for me these days, because the game industry mm. hates me, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I don't really blame them. Um, but every now and then, I get I luck out and, and do all right. So I'm, I'm fairly certain I'll be able to uh, spend, like, a, uh, the, the time from now until the embargo actually getting a review up uh, along with everyone else as a nice mm. treat. Um, so that's my big thing I'm looking forward to. I'm also trying to like finally get round to, cause I only played the first 20 minutes. I'd like to play the rest of Abzu and get a review. Like I've got shit to do. I don't spend my time thinking of ways to attack no man's sky. They just come to you organically because you're so talented at attracting, you know, 
all these brilliant ideas, Jim. It's it's just mm-hmm. a natural talent you have. I'm like a magnet for genius. <laughs> I'm not saying I am a genius. I'm just saying like the ideas come and they live in my brain. Yeah, the, you are a conduit <laughs> through which genius Fuck me, occurs. Man. That's all You're right, back. Gavin. Do you want to some, finish uh, your thoughts on this Nintendo? Is like some, this is like some Final Destination level fate stuff here. It's like, <laughs> you guys finally let me talk and then Skype goes, no, <laughs> fuck you. Well, I, that- I carried on for you while you were gone and I, I, I ended up talking about No Man's Sky again. So I'm ah, going to pass nice. that on to you so that you can clarify your Nintendo thoughts. But basically... I, I like lots we, of Nintendo yeah. games. Lots it's just recently yeah. just recently there haven't been that many yet. that have yeah, yeah done much and that's totally fair um yeah. there is one little bit of nintendo news very quickly this week um some fans spent nine years making a new pokemon game in the game boy advance game engine and wow. they did the smart thing of not talking about it until the fucking thing was out so that it wouldn't get like shut down before it came out which yeah. is like, first of all, well done. You did the thing that no fan project ever does and you stayed quiet until this thing was on the internet. Yeah. Second, they put it up on a Friday night so that PR people wouldn't get round to it till Monday morning. <laughs> so there would be three days for people to download the fucking thing. That is, That's the, that is the second place that you've actually been smart, people who made Pokemon Uranium. So basically it was up Friday night through till Monday morning. And it what's got downloaded. the word on it? Is it good? Uh, I played like the first two hours of it. I'm tempted to make a video. It's pretty, pretty good. It's, I mean, it's got um, nine years development behind yeah. it, hasn't it? So yeah. it's very polished in the way it's put together. They basically introduced one new Pokemon type to sort of throw the the way that the type matchups work. They have mm. designed 150 brand new Pokemon, which are all pretty decent i must say nice. and what's it called they, again pokemon uh, uranium pokemon uranium they oh. have a they have a story in there that is surprisingly good for a pokemon game there is more oh. story depth in there than N- nintendo have ever put into one of these so good for them yeah you know what fan made got- um game i'm actually pretty excited about is and it's not just because i did a couple of tracks for it it's <laughs> skywind i think that's going to be amazing because Morrowind for me, Collusion. the combat. The com- I always Collusion. wanted to see the story of Morrowind, but like the combat always puts me off. So it is a, it's a, it's a tough one to chew through. Is yeah. uh, Morrowind? Mm. Same with Oblivion. I mean, we talked about that before, but uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I, I think I would, I'd give Skywind a go. Like mm. I've played, mm. I played Morrowind, but it was after I'd played Oblivion, and it is always hard to retro. Some mm. of these games. Like, the more complex a game is, the harder it is, I think, to go yeah. back. Like you can go back to Mario Brothers because it is run and jump. Like that it's mm. so simple it gives it a timelessness. But Morrowind yeah, yeah. And, and similar games, they can age pretty bad. Yeah, uh, not definitely. through their own fault, but it, it's just the nature of the beast and it's one of those things where if you weren't there at the time you probably struggle to get back to it. Similar to how Laura much, views Doom. I was going to say, much like Doom. Not how I view it, just Doom in general. Much yeah, like the, I mean, the, the critical consensus on Doom, that it hasn't aged well. <laughs> I mean, Laura's objectively, scientifically, provably wrong about Doom, but yeah. it's the same <laughs> principle in theory. Um, so, um, yes. Yeah, this Pokemon Uranium, pretty, yes. pretty, pretty good. And mm-hmm. well done to them for like actually doing the smart thing of staying, staying quiet, 
releasing it on a Friday night and letting a bunch of people get it. Um, that's it. And even, it'll be disseminated now yeah. like, through unofficial channels. So exactly. That's fine. And even though they've taken the game down now, they are still releasing patches and updates for the nice. game. Uh, the game has <laughs> the game has a trading system and an uh, like an online trading and online battle system, both of which are still online even though the game download has been taken down. Wow, so beautiful. they have basically done everything right in terms of making an unofficial fan project. So I just wanted to say good on them and yeah, Pokemon Uranium, if you can find a copy, is pretty pretty interesting. So yeah. cool. uh, as well I said done. on Twitter, like it took nine years to make and it probably took a nine minute phone conversation by Nintendo to take it down. Um, mm. which is sad. I I mean I get it. Like, I'm not so anti-corporate in my rhetoric that I don't get that trademark law is by itself a horrible, lumbering, outdated beast that companies have to abide by. Um, I'm sure that there are many people, many you know, potential influential people at Nintendo who don't want to see this stuff taken down. Um, but mm. unfortunately, they gotta, and yeah, it, it it's always a bad look. Um, but if they don't do this, then, you know, if some it's actual e professional yeah. studio tries to release, uh, you know, Bokemon or whatever, then they don't have a legal leg to stand. It's fucked up. Trademark law yeah. is, is the fucking it's, worst. It's basically, if we can find a single example of you not defending your copyright, then that's our precedent and we can do what we want with your, yeah. your copyright. It's the absolute pits. So, mm. you know, I get it. It still sucks, uh, but I yeah. am very... I'm very happy that the, the people who made this and put so much work into it really did the clever thing and, and they, made sure that people got it. And they managed to get it into a lot of people's hands, so that's good. Um, before we get on to questions, Jim, you've got yes. two games that you wanted to talk about this week. Before you do, I just want to point out that the fact that like the, the pair of names of these games sounds very you, because it's <laughs> Bound and Reigns. And I hear that, and I'm just like, yep, yeah, that's Jim tied up in a corner somewhere, probably. So, I did play Bound, I did play Reigns. I mean, I had nothing yeah. specific to say, it's just you asked us what we've been playing. Did you play Bound in Reigns? Or did um, you play Reigns while Bound? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so in various you, combinations, did, sometimes did, with Amsterdam sex masks. <laughs> so did you want to say anything about either of those? Um, you got thoughts on them? I'll tell you what, Bound is, tr is, is tragic. Is this the ballet one? That's the ballet one. That's... Uh, okay. They motion captured, you know, professional dancer and everything for the main character. It's one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. I don't, I do not say that lightly. It is just to look at gorgeous. The only trouble is, is it's so much more enjoyable to watch someone else playing it because it's just so fucking horrible to play yourself. So um, watch, watch a nice let's play from someone you like. Yeah, yeah, but definitely mm. do check it out because the developers at Plastic are clearly very talented demo scene. Um, Developers, uh, they're not necessarily good at making games, and people tried to. At least one person in the comments for my review tried to justify it by saying, "Like, oh well, it's not really a game. It's a it's a demo scene project, and they're, uh, you know, selling it like that." I said, "They're fucking not, because it's on it's on the PS Store, listed <laughs> under the action genre, and they talk about the gameplay in the description. Not once do they say this isn't a game. Not once do they say this is a demo scene thing. Not once do they say don't." Don't treat it like a platform game because they're, they're marketing it as an action platformer, which has always been my problem with a lot of games that get defended onto the guise of it's not a game. Well, it's mm. on a gaming platform being sold to gamers as a game, so I'm going to treat it like a game and not a great one. One word summary. 
Is it good? No. No? No. I mean, it's not horrible. <laughs> it's the moments when it tries to be Journey are good. Basically, it, when you don't have to touch the controller, it's good. When you it, have to do platforming that looks like it would belong on a, a, a mid-90s PS1 platformer like Croc Legend of mm. the Gobbos, then it's not so good. W- would it be better if it was a walking simulator? Yes. Well, and when, mm. when I finally get round to bringing back the Stir List, um, which isn't a cancelled video series, it's just I did two episodes, then got really busy for a year. Um, <laughs> I, I'm planning um to do a a list of games that would have been better if they were just walking simulators that being one of them no man's sky being another um soma in many regards uh, if not a walking simulator at least have a lot of it so we've talked about this on the show before we talked about how some of soma's gameplay elements could have just been taken out and it would have been a more concise uh, and, and consistent experience um and that's bound like if it had just committed if they'd have said okay we're a platformer game let's make some real good platforming or if they'd have said okay we're gonna follow that game company's footsteps let's do that like but they did they compromised and the result was tepid and i see a lot of games that do that that want to try and be all things to all people or they want to be one thing but they get a bit self-conscious about the potential criticism and so they add in other bits and it it doesn't work like just just if if you've got a pure vision go go Hmm. go and be pure my friend it's the complaint I made about that Dragon Cancer. It is a game that would have been better had they not tried to shoehorn in gameplay sections. Exactly. It was better exactly. when it was exploring and like interacting and exploring with this setting rather than trying to do go-karting against no one. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Reigns, on the other hand, is fucking great. That game is is really I've, really clever i've not heard about this one what what's what's reigns oh you'll you'll like this i think you'll i think you'll really dig this one is this one um, of these laura games it's not one of those laura games but i i, I just think it's up your alley i think it's okay, your kind okay. of uh, it's something you'd appreciate if nothing else it's okay. it's on pc it's also on mobile so you can get it for your android or your iphone or whatever but you can get it on steam as well and it's basically the the, the most obvious way that like it's the most cliche way people have been describing it is it's it's ruling a kingdom via tinder it's, oh yeah i uh-huh, see there we go i've got you now um, you've got me indeed now yep yeah, you play uh, a king uh, you actually play a dynasty of kings um when you die you will take over as the heir uh, to the kingdom and your reign is is typified by a bunch of cards that are randomly shuffled and laid out in front of you. And you you play card by card, swiping left or right mm. to um, make a decision based on these characters on these cards that give you different uh, conundrums, different dilemmas to solve. And your decision will affect one of four main powers in the kingdom. You've got um, the church... You've got the general population, you've got the people, you've got the military, and you've got the treasury. So it's basically cash, soldiers, people, religion, the church. And Mm. different decisions will affect it in different ways. You know which powers will be affected, but you don't know if they will go up or if they will go down. So... Some of them are easy to suss out. Say the archbishop is on a card and he says, we want you to build more churches for us. Then you'll know that the church will go up and your money will go down because you're spending to build a church. Um, and so this it's a constant balancing act of making things go up and down because if one of the powers runs out, 
you die. Through mm. some, you know, suitably macabre fashion. You know, you'll run out of money, therefore, um, you know, the nobles and the merchants will own everything. They will torture you for hours and feed you to the dogs. And then your son will take over, um, and it'll be a whole new round. Um, but you also can't let things get up too high. For instance, if the treasury goes up too high, if you max out your cash, a character will pop up and say, we're so rich, let's have a celebration. And then you will eat so much, you die of <laughs> heart disease, basically. Um, in the time you've been talking about this, I've been onto the Steam store, watched a trailer for it, and gone and bought a copy of the game. <laughs> you have sold me on this. I am... I am I'm interested. I'm interested. I think that's, I've heard so many stories of that, like people saying like they either saw my Jim Impressions video and immediately bought it, or they read my review and went out. Like my wife as well. Like the moment I brought it up to her, like now she's playing it on her phone. Well, um, it's helped by the fact that it's like one pound ninety nine. It's not oh, yeah, that really much cheap. to jump in on. It's it's yeah. a nice cheap game. And I mean, you get what you pay for. Like it's a very obviously it's a very simplistic game, but very clever in in its simplicity. Um, it's not a particularly long game. Um, you know, you can clear it in an afternoon. But there are three endings, two of which are secret, and one of which is like you've got to jump through so many hoops to get to. And you get card repetition towards the end of your you know your your first experience. There are only so many cards, and a lot of them will crop up, and you eventually learn what does what better and can reign for longer before you die. And there are other challenges like that, like, you know, reign for this many years or, you know, uh, say yes or no in a certain fashion to... So like, you get very vague objectives, it, like, learn about the conspiracy. And it's like, okay, what cards could lead me to that, learning about a conspiracy and, and trying to work it out? So there's this little puzzle element as well that's, that's very cleverly woven in. Was it, Sorry, is it so? Is it a better ruling decisions uh, simulator than the ubiquitously loved final act of Fable Three? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It, I tell you what, it's it's funnier than than any Fable I've played, and cleverer. I oh, really? honestly well, like for as simple as it is. Like I think it's uh, that that intrigues really me because actually the humor in in Fable Three was one of the few things I did like in that game. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I I generally don't find that twee kind of humor all that funny anyway. So it it might just be a taste thing. The the humor that's in um, Reigns is very dark though. So I mean, that's pretty much my speed. So it's 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 good. It's it really it's literally swiping left and right. Like that's your interaction. If you're on the computer, you know, you'll be using your mouse to do it. Just moving the mouse left and right to make very binary decisions, but. The depth of it comes from the fact you've got these four powers that you cannot let get too powerful or too, uh, you know, weak. And it's it's very tricky to do sometimes, and there's luck, you know, to it as well. But it's kind of like what we were talking about last week, where it, there's RNG governing a lot of success and failure, but there's enough design backbone to it that they didn't just throw it to procedural generation or, or RNG and let them let, let that do all the development. So, yeah, I, I that's enough gushing about Reigns. It's really good, and uh, just for a final, what I would consider a seal of quality is uh, Devolver Digital uh, publish it, which... So I, I don't think I've seen a more consistent developer, uh, not developer, a consistent publisher, like with their eye for something that's got promise... 
they seem to gamble so much on weird fucking concepts and that... somehow win almost all the time. <laughs> yeah, like I can't remember the last Devolver digital game I played that I couldn't at least appreciate, even if I didn't yeah. personally, you know, love it. Like I at least could appreciate the quality that was there. It's, and the it's hard to look at one of their games and say it's a badly made game with serious flaws. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to look at any of their games in their recent library and say, I've seen this exact concept before. I mean, maybe yeah. there are, maybe there are some obscure, I, like obscure little games that that are identical. But certainly, some of the stuff um, I'm playing. Uh, oh, what's it called? It's such a weird name. Um, oh, 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 uh, hang on. Uh, oh, uh, Kara. Yeah, and then I breathed in after I said that and made a little weird burpy <laughs> noise. Um, so that was a great fucking bit of criticism. Oclos. Oclos. Yes, it's a weird, like, it's like Overlord or Pikmin. Um, I can't say too much because it's not um, review embargo time. Um, but they did let people do preview stuff. So I could say from a preview perspective. Uh, I could say from a preview perspective, you. Uh, Control a main character with with the keyboard, and you control control this unruly Grecian mob with the mouse, and use them to attack um, soldiers and and monsters, and eventually like go through the gods and tear down all of these Olympian gods, um, with a lot of you know uh, minion esque, uh, Pikmin esque controls, and that's. That's really clever, like, and that's a, an example of something that's been done and seen before, but mm. is uh, done in a really fun way. Uh, and it, it's they they married it to a roguelike type thing, so uh, there's randomization. That's what reminded me of it. There's some RNG <laughs> stuff in there as well, which yeah. I'm a sucker for. I'm a sucker for randomization. I'm a sucker for procedurally generated stuff. I'm just, I I don't I I, I can't be the sum of all parts. And that's yeah. something I'm going to do eventually in a Jimquisition. I just don't know whether I want to do it on top of two No Man's Skies episodes if I end up doing a second. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, now, is now a good time for us to rattle through a couple of questions quick before we wrap up? Probably before uh, my modem explodes. Yeah. yeah, we did lose Gavin halfway through that. Gavin's again, having some troubles this episode. We'll make it work. <laughs> I'm very sorry about this, listeners. I, I have ordered a new modem and they say it's coming tomorrow. Yeah. So hopefully this won't be I, happening I, again yeah that's the hope we'll see how things go and next if you're, week so. if you're in ireland oh. don't ever ever fucking sign up to aircom they fucking suck and their <laughs> customer their customer support is worse than hello games <laughs> have, have you shamed them on twitter yet oh many times yeah, yeah. fuck them well, maybe i'll okay. do it next time <laughs> so questions we've got this week we've got a question from jack laurie how did you all meet your respective partners? Who wants to go first on this? Well, will I go first in case I get cut off again? <laughs> Why not? You're here now. Go ahead. Uh, we sometimes used to see each other around this pub that, like, we, you know, those pubs when you're kind of young that you know everyone in there and everyone knows you and you're always meeting new people every time you go in because someone you know knows someone in there, like, by yeah. two degrees of separation. But, Basically, we recognized each other from kind of smiling and saying hi and whatever. And then I was out one night with two friends who were on a date and awkwardly, awkwardly chatting each other up. And I was super bored. 
Next thing, this hot little thing comes down, sits next to me, and just starts snogging me. Gets, <laughs> get, get, does this for about 30 seconds, gets up and walks off. I was like, well, now I must find out who this, who this little lady is. <laughs> so I went and found her. I'd like her to subscribe then, for more. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> when someone that attractive comes up and just starts, like, mauling the face off you, as she mm-hmm. called it later, <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go find out who you are. <laughs> and she is. I mean, I mean, you two make a devastatingly handsome Oh, you're pair, an adorable couple. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I will. I will accept the compliment for her. Thank you very much. She is. She's a beautiful girl, and I love her. Ah. So, what about you, Jim? How do you meet your uh, your your friend? What you do a romance with? Uh, it's actually a um, a fairly simple story. Um, it was around about Christmas one year, and I had to get someone a present. It was actually I think it was like Christmas Eve or something. I'd left it really, really late, so. I, I wasn't too sure what to get this person. They were very artistic. So I thought, you know, maybe something curious, something unique, something, you know, not just off a store shelf or something like that. So I go to this um, weird little curiosity shop that was on the, a street corner um, and go in there. It's run by this uh, fairly old, um, fairly old uh, Asian curator who offered me a, a various sundry items and it was uh, I was fairly interested but then I heard this uh, just this noise from a little crate going <laughs> and there was this little mogwai in there and that that was it it was it was love at first sight I fucked that mogwai right there in the shop so Putting aside your lovely adventure with a mogwai, uh, for yeah, me... Yeah, got that one wet after midnight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, very, very quick mogwai... Sorry. I have, a, yeah. I have a very quick mogwai question you, you really might be able to help gremlin, answer for Jim. me. Jim, Jim. Yes, yes. If you can't fuck a mogwai after midnight, what point does it become the next day and you're allowed to fuck the mogwai again? What's the earliest you can fuck a mogwai and not get in trouble for getting it wet? That's a good question. And I've never contacted Warner Brothers to ask, but I will now. Well, seeing as you fucked a Mogwai, I thought you might have some first-hand experience of this matter. But it's fine, I will move on to my answer. I Um, I fucked someone while listening to Mogwai once. That seems like it would be a very (laughs) relaxing experience. Um, My meeting of my partner basically boiled down to, I used to work in a sweet shop and a card shop that were back-to-back with each other, and I just hop through the little hole and try and work both of them at once. Is this a description and of your first night together or how oh, oh. or of no, your meeting? I'm, no, um I'm this so was sorry, Taylor. I'm so sorry was, about that. This, <laughs> so basically I was wearing a My Chemical Romance t shirt. That's why she came over and said hello because she was like, Oh, that's that band I like and we got talking. We swapped MSN names because back then MSN was a thing people still used. Fuck, that was a while wow. back. Yeah, this was like yeah. coming up on a like this was a long time ago now. I don't remember mm. when this was. I was like sixteen. Hit me up at the time. on Trillium. Yeah, I was about sixteen at the time. It's, and ba- basically, it's back when there were enough emos in one area to actually meet another emo. Yeah, so we we made friends for a while and like uh, the group of friends that she was part of would come and meet me when I was having my lunch break every every week and we would just meet up for lunch. And then a few years later, kissing eventually happened because we were quite good friends. So 
Aww. That's our story. I wore a t-shirt and she liked the thing that the t-shirt was of and we were friends for a bit. Well, um, I mean, you've so got a pretty fundamental... Like, when you when you both like the same music, you've got a pretty fundamental good start there. That's, that's a good start for any yeah. relationship, I think. So, um... I remember questions? breaking up with oh. someone once because, like, this person was super hot. Like, well, I, I should be careful what I say in case my current <laughs> girlfriend hears this. But anyway, this person was super hot, but she said to me, music is just something I might throw on for five minutes in the car when I'm driving to work. And I was like, no. That's, no, that's a pretty we fundamental difference. We are never going to work out, sorry. <laughs> I, I cannot blame you for that in the slightest. Um yeah. So other questions we've quickly got this week. There is one, well, there's a pair of questions that kind of tie in together. So one of the questions is from EVJ Mad, which is, how did you all choose your online handles? Now, for Jim, this is a fairly nothing question. How did you pick the, the online name at Jim Sterling? Yeah, that's... Uh, that's, that's I, I, I imagine... It's the name I yeah. gave myself. He figured he would really. lose... He, he picked Sterling because he knew when he, lose you, when he left Europe, he would lose his value. Actually, <laughs> honestly, Boom. here's the thing. Because, you know, Jim Sterling is... Uh, here's one thing I've got to clear up because people misunderstand what that is. It's not just the, like, the Jimquisition character name. People have thought that's what it is. Like the, the the whole Jimquisition persona, of course, is an affectation. But and I do use Jim Sterling as a a stage name, if you were like how Jim Wah calls himself Vic Reeves, um, and and you know many other writers or entertainers or whatnot have done so. Um, but by the same token, like the only person who calls me James Stanson is my nan. everyone else like i'm talking like family members close friends loved ones like it's it's jim sterling like that's how i prefer to be called um it's not just a made-up name for the character or anything um and the funny thing is is it's because i i always thought to myself if i were ever a wrestler (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'd call myself. And then I thought, well, you know what? I like that name way better than, you know, my quote-unquote real name. Um, I'm just going to call myself that now. It's nicer. I can certainly empathise with that. There is something nice about being like, I don't like being called whatever a name is. I'm going to pick a new one. And that's quite a nice thing to be able to do. Yeah, so that's it. Like, I've got no real... I've got no sentiment about my family. Certainly not that name. I've got no... There's no emotional connection to, like, the lineage of that name so i'm like well fuck it i'll just I, like, i'm practically my own person outside of this you know that line so i i just gave myself a name and it, it is how i prefer to be called and i've I've, said, I've mentioned it before like people think they're clever when they use the other name and they call me james and shit and i'm like you're not really that clever you're trying to be intimidating or or th- you know trying to prove you've got one over on me by quoting something that's clearly there on my wikipedia page um but it's not i mean the best you're doing is showing disrespect for my own choices and how i would like to be called um which is fine because you are already being disrespectful because of everything else you're saying in your comment so that's just kind of it's just punctuation so that's more or less it uh, the, I mean, it's not really choosing my online handle. That was how I chose my actual name. <laughs> well, 
that that kind of ties in because I have a similar thing to talk about because like I have a tie-in question for me, which was, what is your name? Is it Laura Dale? Is it Laura Kate? Where does the buzz even come in? So the very quick story is, as most of you will know, I wasn't always called Laura. There was a different name before that, and then I chose a new one. The whole Laura Kate versus Laura Dale thing basically came around because when I first transitioned, I was messing around with using names online and I didn't want to use my surname in case the wonderful various algorithms that the internet have suggested that I might be related to people of the same surname and that people might find out that I was transitioning before I was really ready to say, so I used first and middle name. full My full legal name, Laura Kate Dale, I was like, okay, I'll use the first and middle name online as my byline initially because that way if people see it, they're not gonna... Like, I was a bit paranoid that people would find out I was trans before I was ready to talk to people, so that was a thing. So when it comes to online handles, at this point I still wasn't using my surname, so I went with Laura, first initial of my middle name, which was the letter K, and then the buzz came comes from the fact that I created my Twitter account purely because I got a an unpaid writing gig at a place called mcmbuzz.com, which is the first place that really gave me any sort of proper writing experience. And I thought that, like, much like, you know, you have people like that work at IGN might be like IGN Nick or whatever if they're Nick that works at IGN. I was like, I'll put the buzz in there so they know that I'm Laura Kay that works at MCM Buzz. And then that just kind of stuck long beyond the point that I worked anywhere that had buzz in the name. Yeah, um, you lucked out there because let yeah. me just, like, word of advice to... Um, you know, like newcomers to games media. Mm. If you're working for a website, or, don't assume some... you'll work there forever. Yeah. <laughs> like your Twitter account's gonna stay your Twitter account. Like, and 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 if you end up calling yourself like, you know, I, I won't name names of any website. You know, I'll, I'll um, uh, you know, uh, fuckblinkers.com. If you worked for fuckblinkers.com uh, <laughs> and you called yourself, you know, fuckblinker Bill. Uh, on Twitter, and then the mm. site goes down. You know, it's defunct, it, it goes bankrupt, or you get laid off. Like, those things are so likely to happen in this. Mm. Very few people have jobs for life at companies, yeah. uh, at least on the writing level, on the, the, the public level. Um, you know, we've seen this with, I mean, hell, me and Destructoid, or, or mm. people like Greg Miller and IGN, people who would seem so inseparable. Uh, they will go their separate ways, but you'll be stuck with a, a handle that means nothing now. Plus, plus, also consider if you want to connect your identity with the place you work at all. Yeah, there's that too. Some places will have rules about that, but... But, but not even just yeah. like, you know... Is is the place you work the most distinguishing part of your identity that you want to have on on for people? There's, you know? there's that too. Um, fun coincidental story. The first three places that I wrote for all involved Buzz in their name, and none of them nice. were affiliated with any of the others. <laughs> that was not by design. I just ended up going between places that had Buzz in the name for a while. Like I was on. I remember 3DS Buzz was one of them, which I believe is now gone. But I went between some places that had Buzz in them. It's a coincidence that it sounds kind of like butts, but um, yeah, that's where my online name came from. Gav, where did Miracle of Sound come from? 
Uh, Pure arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've explained this one on the show before. It's not it's not self-referential. It's not arrogant. It is the title of a very old song I had, which was literally about how music is great, and it was also kind of a bit about sex as well. And it was what I picked as my handle on the Escapist, and then it just kind of all kind of organically grew into the artist name. Yeah, like that—that's the way those kind of things end up going. Like my mm. old online name I used to use, and I'm trying to think how to talk about this in the least specific terms possible, was a pun based on my old name that was like some in joke about a child that was a relative of the family who couldn't pronounce my old name right, so they pronounced it a different way. And then I put on the age that I was when I first came up with that as an online handle. And I stuck with that long beyond the point where the reference was even relevant anymore or the age was my age anymore. And I stuck with that for years. So, you know, those are weird things that you do when you're trying to pick out online names that end up sticking with you for decades. On the um, in terms of this podcast and the like, any Jimquisition because you've you've done you've done articles as well for the site. Like, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's always just been Laura Kate because I I I I asked you myself. I think when we a couple of weeks into the show, I was like, how how do you want to be referred? May I should have asked that immediately, and then I I didn't think about it until I after. think my response has always been just either one is fine. Laura Dale, Laura Kate, Laura Kate Dale, Laura K Buzz, whatever. It's all good. I always I, say, I always say Laura Dale, if I'm saying yeah, it to people. Like it's, I, I don't mind either way. I have used both of them online and they both ultimately end up like, you go searching for either, you'll find my Twitter, so it's fine. Isn't Laura Dale what you would put, say, if you're writing for um, one of the bigger websites and things? Like, you're, you're kind of, that's your shall we say professional sign sign it's, off for it, these days it's if i start writing for a new place it's what i tend to use as my byline but i'm not too fussed either way and i've used like both if, as bylines and if it you're writing me too much if you're writing an article for forbes you're probably not going to use butts yeah. as your, your <laughs> no 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 I, I wouldn't use butts but like i used i used loredale for example when i mm. had my thing up on vice gaming this week so yeah, you know yeah. Either one is fine by me. Um, how did so, yeah. that go? How did that go? That way, by the way. Oh, it went really well. I Good. was nervous about how it would go over, and Sweary seemed very happy with it. He was. Good. He tweeted it out like six times in a day. So I'm, <laughs> I'm taking it. He was all right with how I presented him, Good. and it got a lot of shares. So people seem to be interested in talking about hypoglycemia and Sweary. So that was cool. Uh, last question, possibly. Let's have a quick look. Shall we end with this one from Confusion Grows? You've been asked before about good games that have been marred by bad music. Can you think of any mediocre or bad games that were elevated to good by good music? Destiny. <laughs> so much pretty... Destiny. That is there a pretty were, good answer. There were bits in Destiny that were really boring, but the music was just so fucking good that I couldn't stop playing. I mean, I've said before that I don't think Supergiant's games are as good as everyone else uh, seems to think. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say they're bad games, uh, mm. but they are definitely games that use music to elevate themselves far above what they're absolutely you know, the, yeah. far above the reality of what they are and. 
I mean, that is kind of a knock at the game, but it's not a knock at the technique. A lot of people say that uh, relying on music to get an emotional reaction is lazy. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think sometimes it can be a bit of a uh, an obvious cover-up if you don't have good material. But if you marry the right music to the right material, then yeah, that un- is an art form in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's something that... Because uh, um, I, I only in recent months started watching it um, and have become obsessed with it. But uh, Rick and Morty, uh, which I think we've, we've mentioned on the show uh, yeah. before, like their use of music to like licensed music as well to uh, punctuate certain scenes and make them more memorable, more responsive. Like I've mm. been, I've been listening to uh, for the damaged, like obsessively this past week. Um, yeah, I mean, and, can uh, anyone they, imagine the end of chaos. Breakfast Club without "Don't You Forget About Me"? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like shit like that. Like, like, yeah, like the right music for the right moment can just be like impeccable. Um, mm. And you know, really iconic examples like, say, um, there's this show called The Jimquisition that uses Chains of Love <laughs> in such a such a beautiful way. I think whoever came up with that was a fucking genius and probably handsome. I was, having, I was having to think about mediocre games that were made better by good music. I couldn't think of a whole game that was mediocre, but I know that um, as much as I love, uh, what was the game called, that had Jack Black in it, the metal oh, game. Oh, Brutal yeah, Legend. absolutely. Brutal Legend. Yeah. Brutal Legend, I love that game. Yeah. There are very mediocre parts in it, and yeah. those mediocre parts are definitely elevated and saved from coming across as as overall bad by the use of good music to hold them up. Like, Definitely, I think that yeah. the, the mediocre moments in that game would have been far worse without the great music they were paired with. Yeah, in fact, I can't actually think of a better example than that one. That is That pretty much perfectly, for me as well, would be the same answer. That was a, that did, was a good one. I did just think of a game that was shit. It was pretty much crap, but had a really good soundtrack. That, that mm. worked really well and thus created some really fucking good moments within it. And it's um, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Oogie's Revenge, which Ooh. sounds like a joke. But no, it, no, I played it. Yeah, the <laughs> game itself was this really crappy Devil May Cry ripoff. But the uh, boss fights were all musical. Uh, some mm. of them were had rhythm action segments within the combat. Um, and they were all... Most of the soundtrack for these boss fights were like reworked versions of music from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, there, there's a great boss fight against a spider that's got Sally kidnapped, and she does her song with, but with a like a real um, driving tempo to it. Like it's it's a, a lot faster and more action oriented, and it works supremely well. There's of course a boss fight against Oogie Boogie while he does his song, and then that's fantastic. And uh, the professor. Uh, gets his own like it's the only original song in it like the rest were all redone versions of nightmare before christmas but the professor um you know the the the, the guy in the wheelchair who made sally gets a, an all new original song and it's it's a re- really fun moment uh but the like the game itself as a, as an action game is dog shit but the boss fights are fantastic also i mentioned it already last week but darksiders 2 the the game for me was kind of all right but uh jesper kid did amazing music for it fair enough yeah. I, I, I thought i was after cutting out again that. there <laughs> no 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 that also, was just, yeah that was a I good got, observation i gotta plug my buddy sam hulik whose music was far too good for the mass effect 3 ending <laughs> 
yeah, so is that, that a good place for us to wrap up? Because we've been going a good hour and a half now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. is definitely time to wrap this whole thing I f- and I f- put it to I bed. I feel like I'm playing with fire here and it's going to crash at any moment on me. Yeah. Okie dokie. Well we'll, well, we'll actually switch things up and kick off with you then. Gav, how can people find out more about you online? Miracle of Sound on YouTube, Miracle of Sound on Twitter, uh, basically Miracle of Sound everywhere. And come over to my channel, which the latest song is my final Witcher song, my farewell to Geralt. And it's been doing really nicely. So thank you. At least until you do a song all about Gwent. Yeah. Or at least until I do my fucking Deus Ex song, because that could be the greatest song I've ever written. And it's still, I know I'm going to endure an entire month of new black gold was better than this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just don't read them on that one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Maybe for the best. And Laura, how can people get more of your fine, fine work? Me and my wonderful stuff, you can find yeah. it at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube, where I'm still putting up Dark Souls 3 vids. There's a couple of weeks of them left now, we're getting toward the end. Uh, Laura K Buzz on Patreon that pays the bills. Other than that, you can find me at letsplayvideogames.com, where I have been writing about JRPGs and the Gilmore Girls today. And you can find me a bunch of other places on the internet, usually linked to on Twitter. And No Man's Sky, you did a thing about No Man's Sky. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. you were you were off on Skype when I talked about it, but yeah, uh, I did I did write a thing with some more detail about my No Man's Sky, why I walked away from it yesterday. So that'll be a thing that em- you can Emperor's read. Emperor's New Sky. In detail. Yeah. The giant so, gaping butthole with no arms and legs. I, I've been calling No Man's Sky weird names this week, and most of them are to do with the fact that the name sounds like there aren't any men in space. So I've just been <laughs> calling it things like uh, th- the universe where men are not allowed to exist and things like this because, you know, I'm an SJW. But yeah, Laura K. Buzz, go find me there. There you go. Uh, as always, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your support, however it manifests, be it on Patreon, be it through sharing, or just plain listening. Uh, that's been Podquisition, and we will see you next time, whether you like it or not. Bye. Oh, if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe, I guess. <laughs> what, what, what Gavin said. Bye. Bye. Bye.